Hello, this is Bishop Joe Grice, and I am the lead pastor of the Dillon Church of God. I want to thank you for joining us on the Dillon Church of God podcast. Our goal is to bring you biblical, Christ-centered content that will inspire and uplift you and assist you in your walk with the Lord. We hope you will enjoy this week's podcast, and God bless. It says, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust of your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Will you stretch your hands this way this morning and pray with me and for me this morning? God, I just ask you right now. God, I don't know why you put this on my heart this morning, but you do. God, I don't know why this morning I'm bringing this message, but you do. There's somebody here this morning that needs to hear this message. Father, if there's nobody else but me, Lord, let me leave here today different than I came, Lord. Let me leave here different this morning, Lord God. Whoever's here this morning that needs to hear this message, God, I pray we all leave here different. I pray we all leave here with a closer relationship to you. Father, I ask you right now, hide me behind the cross this morning, Lord God. Lord, that I'm not seen, but you are. Lord, anoint my lips this morning, anoint my mind this morning, that I can bring forth the message that you have given me this morning. It's in your name that we pray, and everybody said, Amen. You may be seated when you can and will. Very briefly this morning, I am going to do my best to preach on the message of, is your house clean? Is your house clean? Now, I just lost most of the women in this congregation this morning because now they're thinking about, did I leave the house and it's a mess? Well, stay with me because we're not going to be talking this morning about how clean or dirty your house is because we're not going to be talking about your house, literally. But this morning, I want to pose a question to you is, and that being, what do you think of when you hear the word holiness? What do you think of when you hear the word holiness? You see, it is impossible to separate the word holiness from its context in Scripture, meaning we simply can't go to Webster's Dictionary to define holiness. We have to look at God's Word. That's the only way we can describe or define holiness. If we were to go back to the Old Testament this morning, the Old Testament describes holiness as God's separation of sin, of evil, and all things that are wrong. For those of you that didn't know this morning, God is a holy being, meaning that he is completely different from anything or anyone else ever. God is altogether different from man being because he is perfect, he is majestic, and he is supreme. So, if we are to be holy like God, does that mean we can be perfect also? No. Because as long as we live on this earth, we are going to be human while we're here. God is always going to be God, meaning that we can never compare to him because he is perfect and set apart. But then how in the world in this scripture can he tell us and ask us to be holy because he is? 
Because in this scripture, it seems the divine holiness is a holy character. Put simply being, holy does not mean being God. It means being like God. Being like God in how we act and how we behave. Now it might seem impossible and certainly we can't be perfect like God is, but he wants us to conduct ourselves in a manner that would describe us as holy or set apart. Different than anyone else that we come in contact with. So how do we do this? We can't. Pastor Brian, you brought a negative message this morning. No, I didn't. Listen to what I said. We cannot live a holy life without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it on our own. We are not made to do it on our own. God didn't create us to do it on our own because he told us in his word, I'm sending someone who will be with you everywhere you go. So before we discuss holy living and being set apart from God's purpose, we must understand that we can't do it alone. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us and transforms us. Now sometimes that's a slow, painstaking process. Now we used to call that process sanctification. But you say sanctification now, you get a, dare, a, a dead stare. What does that mean? Never heard of that before. Let me move on. Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 17. Tells us, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowls of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as, a Christ, as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which ye also are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Mm. Let me move on from that. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, what does it say? Do also. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. These are all good qualities, right? I hope you think so. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience are all awesome qualities to have in our lives. But what if we struggle with some of these? Mm. What if we struggle and have trouble forgiving? None of y'all have trouble with that, right? Mm. Or being patient. If you have trouble with those, then... I would like to think you're probably normal. Because we're all Christians. We all make mistakes. We're all human. And see, we have conflicts with family and friends. We, we grow impatient. We struggle with bossiness or anger. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. 
But however, we can't leave it there because the Holy Spirit is in us and we have the desire to put off the aspects of our character and our behavior. Ezekiel chapter 36 tells us, For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from your, all your filthiness and from your idols. I will cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will take away, from the, uh, take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I give to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. How many of you like to clean house? Pastor Brown thought you said we weren't going to talk about my house. But listen to what I said. I didn't say how many of you like a clean house. How many of you like to clean house? See, I like a clean house, but I don't like to clean house. Hello? How many of you ever had, you get that phone call and they say, you know what, I need to stop by and, and, and just for a few minutes and, and talk to you for just a second and then you start running through the house? A lot of you. Oh, I got to get this place straightened up. They're going to be here in five minutes and then the doorbell rings and you ain't even moved yet. Or it's the holidays or, or, or families just coming to stay for a while and you try to get your house cleaner than it ever has been before. That's just my house. But the kids are running through and throwing everything in their closet trying to shut the door so it would stay shut. You're sweeping, taking out the trash, making beds. How many of you have ever swept and as soon as you get done, you walk across the floor and you're like, where did this dirt come from? I literally just swept. How many of you ever been there before? Hold on a minute. Sister Angie, I'll put your broom back later. You want to know why? When we sweep and it feels like we walk back across it because and it feels like there's still dirt there. Because the broom don't get everything. Especially when we're in a hurry, we're sitting there. Are you going to be here in five minutes? I got to get this dirt. We're in a hurry and we don't get it. Or simply because the broom is not created to get everything because it slips through the bristles. Can I tell you? It's time to throw away the broom. We can't clean up our own mess. Come here, Pastor Carlos. You see, when when you let God take in, take control, you let God take take over. He don't bring no broom because he wants it all gone. He brings a vacuum cleaner, huh? He brings a vacuum cleaner. You want to know why he brings a vacuum cleaner? Because that's what I use at our house. 
because a vacuum cleaner gets it off. When you walk back across that floor, you don't see, you don't feel no dirt. When God comes in, I thought this thing was a lawnmower when the pastor first brought this thing in. I said, that's a weird looking lawnmower. But when God comes in, he brings in the vacuum cleaner of holiness. He gets it all. He said, I don't bring in no broom. You know why? Because when we try to clean up our own mess and we try to sweep it under a rug, guess what happens? It reappears. But when God comes in with the holiness vacuum cleaner, here you go, Pastor Carlos, you can take it now. He gets it all. He gets it all because he don't want it to come back. He wants it all gone. He don't have time. You want to know why? We can't do it on our own. Because we don't have the power he does. We don't have the strength he does. You see, when we allow the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and we allow him to come in and clean everything up, he comes in with a whole lot of power. Pastor Carlos asked me, he said, you want me to plug in that vacuum cleaner and go across? I was like, you know what? If you can come in and put it on a few people, it might, never mind, let me move on. Lord, help me. You see, when we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and we allow God to start working in our lives and we rely on him, he begins to mold us. He begins to shape us like Jesus. He's not saying you're going to be Jesus. I want you to be like him. I want you to be holy like him. See, we simply have to live a life surrendered to Jesus. You see, as we pursue God, over time he begins to work from the inside out. I've told the young people many a time on a Wednesday night, God's not worried about what you look like on the outside, meaning you can't dress any way you want to, but he don't care how long your hair is, how, how, what, he wants to deal with what's on the inside first. Because once he starts dealing with what's on the inside first, the outside starts getting in line. Mm, that'll preach another time. Our goal is to focus on Jesus. That's our goal. You see, as long as Peter was focused on Jesus, he could walk on water. As long as he had his eyes focused on Jesus and could see Jesus, he could walk on water. It was when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. Some of us, we've taken our eyes off of Jesus and we began to sink in what this, this cesspool that the world has created. We need to get our eyes back on Jesus. We need to focus on Jesus once again. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I'll let that settle in for just a minute. Let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Before I get where I want to go, 
God just put it in my spirit. We don't fear him anymore. The problem is today we don't fear him. We don't fear his wrath. We don't fear anything that he, can I tell you something this morning? You better start fearing God and what he can do. As many of us heard as a little child growing up in the church, he holds you in the palm of his hands. Fear him if you don't want to. But I always want to be in the palm of his hands. Because I don't want to know what he can do. Because I've read this book and I know what he can do. That was extra. You don't have to pay extra for that. But what I want to get to here this morning is, is that I want to confuse you this morning when it says let us cleanse ourselves. That's not what he's saying here. Paul is reminding us here of God's promise. Paul is reminding us here that we are, number one, to be set apart from this world. And when we do so, we need to set apart from worldly thinking, worldly acting, and acting. And when we are, then we are promised a closer relationship with God. But number one, we got to make sure that we have that relationship with him, number one, before he can, come on, before he can help us, we got to let him help us. For those of you that are graduating, going off to college, going off to the workforce, wherever you are that you're going, stay away from the world. Stay away from people that think like the world. Stay away from people that act like the world. And focus your relationship on God. Because when you associate yourself with people that are of the world and act like the world, you'll be of the world. As I said many times, you show me your friends, I'll show you who you are. You show me your friends, I'll show you who you are. As I've told them many times on a Wednesday night, you can fool me, you can fool the pastor, you can fool Miss Amy, and you can fool your parents. But there's one person you'll never fool, and that's God. I told them Wednesday night, and I'll tell you tonight, if I was a track coach, I would have the the best track team of ever because I've got so many that are running from their call from God and I've got so many that are running from God because of what he wants to do with them. And they're running so fast that, the, and some of you in here today, mm, my Lord, thank you, Lord. Some of you in here today are the same way. You're running so fast to what God's put up, God's call on your life, and you're running so fast to what He wants to do inside of your life. Keep running. Because eventually you're gonna get tired. And eventually you're gonna fall down. But guess what? You're gonna realize where you fall down, God was already there waiting on you. Mm. Ah, Lord, let me move on. God's promised us here. Second Corinthians, that if we allow him to be in our lives, 
He says he will receive us. He'll be our father and we will be his sons and his daughters. But we can't do it on our own. Some of you have been doing it on your own for a while and how's that working out for you? Because you've been doing it with a broom. Sweeping it here, sweeping it there, sweeping it under the rug, and it keeps reappearing. This morning, I want to ask you to allow God to bring in his vacuum cleaner of holiness. Bring in his vacuum cleaner that cleans us up, changes us inwardly through the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. Again, as we focus on God and we allow him to work in our lives, I believe good things will come to you. Good things will come out of you. And good things will come in you. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is a temple. Our body is a temple. Why is it a temple, Pastor Brian? It's because it is supposed to house the Holy Spirit. How's your temple this morning? Is it clean? You see, we put all this emphasis on when people come to our house, we want it to be spotless, we want it to be clean, we don't want any, any dust, we don't want anything anywhere. Because we want to put forth that we actually care about our home. That we actually care what it looks like when you come over. If we put that much attention on what our house looks like when a visitor comes over, can I tell you something this morning? Someone's coming. A king is coming. Go ahead and give God some praise. A king is coming. How clean's your house? Stand all over the house with me. Come to the music. Just a moment, I'm going to pray. While I'm praying, if you would say, God, my house isn't clean. And I tell you, he's coming back for a house that's clean. He's not taking anything dirty back with him. And he's coming soon. So if your house isn't clean, you better get it clean. Now's your opportunity. Thanks again for tuning in to the Dillon Church of God podcast. To keep up with episodes and updates, please consider subscribing. And don't forget to share our podcast with others. 
Along with this weekly podcast, we stream our content to multiple social media platforms to further our online outreach ministry. The link to those can be found listed on each podcast. We also want to invite you to be with us on Sundays for our 1045 worship service. Remember, if you don't have a church home, welcome home.